love the smell of napalm in the morning. You see, we're on a mission from God. Great Scott. You're gonna need a bigger boss. Hasta la vista. Hey, go ahead. Make my day. I'm Ricky Bobby. You don't chew big red, you. Welcome to this episode of the Movies Out Podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Doing good. Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. Joe, you're a little hoarse this episode, so I apologize to our uh, viewers and watchers on YouTube. <laughs> he's going to be a little, uh, he's, what do you got, laryngitis or something to that effect? Yeah. Yeah, I got a cold and the laryngitis stayed. Cold went away and so he's we'll going to power through. He's going to be signing most of his stuff. <laughs> so <it's gonna> be, <laughs> so you know what they say, if you got laryngitis and you're having a hard time talking, record a podcast. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so hopefully you won't have to do much talking. Just give us some thumbs up and some, some thumbs down. Wow, that's hard to say. I uh, pantomime my review. <laughs> oh, unhappy face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this episode we are doing Netflix's I.O., Overlord, The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then The Bigfoot, Cold Pursuit, and our feature presentation this week will be, or this episode will be, The Lego Movie 2, the second part. But before we get into that, let's go right into From the Cutting Room Floor. All right, this episode, I... So when I went to see the Lego Movie 2, it was a weekday, it was a 4 p.m. showing, a 3D 4 p.m. showing, and I have the AMC stubs list, so I go in and I pick my seat prior to actually going to the theater. So when I went to do that, I noticed there were about four or five seats other than mine taken, like sold, that you can't, they were unavailable to purchase. So I get to the theater, and from when I leave to work, I get... It'll take it's a, it was about four, maybe four oh five by the time I got to the theater, got checked in. So I get in there and not a soul in the theater. So I thought, oh, maybe they're running late. No one ever showed up. So those five people now, a couple of them were in the back and one was in the front. So there are definitely two different sets of people. It could, it could have been like one group of four and like one one solo, but none none of them showed up. I was the only one in the theater for the entire movie. Well, but if, if they were still selecting and then they canceled at the last minute, you know what I mean? Like uh, if, if you're like browsing online. No, but no, these these were they were they were there because I checked a couple times throughout the day. Like holds it for a little bit mm. before it. Decides. Yeah, no, but these these were there. These were purchased. These these weren't like yeah on hold. These were actually purchased because, like I said, I checked in the morning and because the theater was so empty, I didn't go right ahead because I wasn't 100 percent sure if I was going to go. So it wasn't until later in the afternoon that I, that I decided, yes, I'm definitely going to this movie, and I went back, and those same seats were still held. So those seats oh, were reserved. So hmm. then, then maybe got... they reserved the tickets and then checked Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they, 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 wait till we get to that review. Uh, uh, it's, it's it's getting pretty good reviews. Uh, but here's so I, it got me to thinking. You know, the stubs list. Maybe there were stubs because you know it doesn't cost. Like I could check into a movie, and never show up, and it doesn't cost me anything. In fact. Well, it'll cost me one of my three that I can do for the week, but who cares because most people don't hit three a week, so it doesn't matter. But then it got me thinking, well, if that was the case, how do they, like, the the, the movie, the movies get a cut. And I actually looked this up this morning to see how this works with the stub list movie, uh, how they get theirs, because you don't pay for the movie ticket. You pay for a membership and you get the movies for free. And apparently AMC, for every movie you go to, they give 60% of the movie ticket price that they set 
which when this article was uh, when AMC first came out, so I don't know, if, or the Stubbs list first came out, so I don't know if it's still accurate, was eight ninety nine a movie. So if I check in to a movie and go see it for uh, using my Stubbs membership, AMC is giving sixty percent of that for, of eight ninety nine to that movie uh, to that movie, which is very interesting. So if AMC doesn't check you in, like it, you have to check in on the like when they scan your app for you to actually go into the movie. That's when I assume that's when they determine. Oh, we have to pay the the movie, you know, a partial piece of you know eight ninety nine. But if they never scan it, then they must treat it like they were no shows, and then the theater or the movie production company doesn't get anything, right? Yeah, it was never seen. If you don't show up, you don't show up. You didn't redeem your ticket, right? So it's interesting that, like I said before, my AMC had a reoccurring uh, issue. Well, <laughs> they just didn't do it. They would look at your your digital printout, and they never scanned it. They just went ahead and said, okay, here, you go to Theater 3. Never scan my ticket, or never scan my app. So Were they paying? That's what I'm saying. Now, so AMC's maybe skimming. Well, these people, I, I don't think that's the policy by AMC because then I don't think AMC's skimming. I think a lazy <laughs> teenager accidentally yeah. skimmed and didn't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're accidentally skimming for AMC. <laughs> we had that happen one time when they were they had trouble scanning my wife's ticket on the app last night going to see Alita. Ah, uh, yes. The the 2D barcode showed up as a blank white square. Oh, on hers. So there was no actual barcode in it. And he says, "Ah, just go get your seat. <laughs> oh, interesting. So it's interesting that, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, there, these, um, <laughs> these lazy employees are uh, unwittingly helping AMC uh, make better profit margins. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that <clears throat> just do less at work then guys. That's lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get to people who go into the theater, sit down, then cancel their ticket. <laughs> <laughs> of course for if you're amc stubs it doesn't matter but <laughs> see we went to see alita last night now this is where i thought you were going with it and it confused me a little bit we went we sat down we got our seat and then two people came in sat in the seats next to us because they were reserved and they sat there for about three minutes and then got up and left and they went to another seat in the theater oh yeah, yeah i've seen that before and they sat there for a few minutes and then they came back no oh. Huh. <laughs> yeah, interesting. No, yeah, I've seen um, people like ask because our, ours is a dine-in, so you have waitresses and waiters coming in all the time. People mm -hmm. asking, "Hey, can I change my seat?" You know, and and I think the one time I saw it, they're like, "Oh yeah, this theater's not nearly sold out." So as long as no one else is sitting in it, you know, feel free to go wherever you want. So I guess it's not that big of a deal as long as you're not trying to get into somebody's seat who they uh, already sold. But yeah, that was very interesting. I was uh, I, I thought that like, huh? Wonder how that whole thing works. So there you go. The more you know. But you know what? Let's get right into the movie reviews if no one else has anything else to add. Paul, I'm looking at you, buddy. Oh, really? <laughs> um, no, not, not unless we're going to talk about that Pokemon um, trailer. I thought that was sort of interesting. I hadn't seen that one yet. But, oh, um, really? Oh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, that, that, that looks like it might be... Well, Ryan Reynolds might save that. I don't know. Yeah. I had no interest in Pokemon ever in my life until... I saw that. <laughs> Pikachu, Pikachu, Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. That's cutting room floor stuff, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Good job. You're really getting the hang of this, Paul. 
All right, well, then let's like move right into the reviews. Let's start off with I.O. Released. This is a Netflix uh, original release. Released January 18th, 2019. Rating TV 14. Runtime 1 hour, 36 minutes. Starring Margaret Qualley, Anthony Mackie, and Danny Hudson. Description. A young scientist searches for a way to save a dying Earth. She finds a connection with a man who's racing to catch the last shuttle off the planet. IMDb gives it a 4.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a... Well, the critics give it a 33%. Oh, wow. And get this. The audience, N.A. No audience member... They had... They had Audience members like because underneath it it says like seven hundred reviews or whatever. It says NA. No, there's like nobody review. Not, no one, maybe not enough. Do they have a threshold where they I, have to have? I don't know, but it's NA. I've never seen that before. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. But uh, let's see. Let's have interesting notes. Ammonia is lighter than air. You would not find larger concentrations in subways or try to escape it by living on top of a mountain. So there are a lot of technical Wait, issues. Are, are you- are you saying that this movie isn't scientifically accurate? <laughs> well, let me oh, continue. No. <laughs> Tom, In that, completely changes, that completely changed my score. Sorry. <laughs> In such a low oxygen rich environment, the ATVs they were, that were ridden would not work due to the engine needing oxygen to complete the combustion process. <laughs> and there are a litany of other <laughs> issues Scientifically, uh, like the flames would not bl- burn blue, and I just it's, there, there's a ton of issues with this. I, I, I think science was the biggest problem with this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was the lack thereof. <laughs> All right, so let me go first. <laughs> let me okay. Let me first off say this is a don't watch for me. <laughs> there's just no reason to see it for me. Uh, it almost seems like a waste to spend time reviewing it, but. Oh, man. I thought it was better than Bird Box, though. I didn't have a high opinion. Of well, Bird here's Box. the problem. They set up this whole they set up this whole uh, narrative about the Earth dying and there these shuttles going back and forth and blah, 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 blah. And then it zooms in, the movie starts, and it's about a girl alone on the top of a hill. <laughs> like, they don't... It's, it's like, wait a second. Where, where's all the sci-fi and the action? Where's all that at? Nope. It's just some girl on top of a hill. It's just so weird. Then... The end, I, it literally took me a minute to try to comprehend what happened at the end of that movie. I could not figure out. It just Really? Because I, I, I saw it coming. I mean, I knew that was, what was how it okay, was going to so end. But... She, she's immune. Okay, spoiler alert. She pulls her mask off. She's immune. Uh, he goes, the guy that comes to see the, the, uh, her dad, he goes to the shuttle. She stays behind, goes to a beach, has his baby, and she's just staring into the sunset alone. Is that what happened there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, her body evolved to breathe ammonia. <laughs> <laughs> so now she's going to basically leave this child alone when she dies uh, to be by himself. Well, maybe there are others. No, there aren't. Sorry, Paul. What do you mean, no, there's not? <laughs> Just her, that kid, you don't and know that? one damn bee. <laughs> one bee. Oh, apparently that whole bee scene is incorrect, too, because that queen bee they found had a white dot on her and mm-hmm. that dot is put on by the beekeepers after they signify that that's the queen. So that way they know which one it is. And since they didn't know the queen had survived, no one would have put in the dot on the bee. 
So that was bad. Right, now wait a minute here. I'm, yeah, I'm a little confused. All right. What about that? They said that. I thought they said it was just born. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, but it's the new queen, right? It had a dot on it. No, uh, no, it was. They found it got stuck inside the the bee box. Anyway, it, it I doesn't don't know. matter. Yeah, it are you matter. really willing to watch that movie again? And find out <laughs> <why>? <laughs> yeah. So my issue is that it, 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 they have all they accept this whole thing, and then it's just like a little narrative about this girl, and some guy shows up, and they bang, and he goes away, and she stays behind, and there you have it. Yeah, I, I don't it, know. It sounds like a call. It seems like the entire thing was somebody's college art project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some someone who will never be a filmmaker. By the uh, way, oh, <laughs> it, it was it was their art project, and they tried it, but they they forgot the profound profound thought, or even anything mildly thought provoking. <laughs> <laughs> so it just left you with this boring, silly craziness. Yeah, I uh, hmm, yeah, it. I tell you, Netflix originals, man. Oof. They, they're, they're not. Hurting. Yeah, they're not doing well. They're not doing well at all. So, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about this one. Don't watch. Uh, don't waste your time. But I've, I have a feeling Paul may give it a better one. I don't. I don't think Joe will. So, Joe, by all means, <laughs> tell us what you think. Just skip this movie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I, I know Netflix is probably saying that the entire population of the planet has seen it twice, <laughs> based on their their stats. Yes, yeah. But yeah, but no. <laughs> all right all right well that sounds about right all right paul save us uh tell us what you think <laughs> i thought it was better than bird box i didn't think it was great or anything but it's it's a netflix movie um <laughs> that's a sad statement right there that is sad isn't it i i thought it it, it, it was an interesting premise although yeah i thought i pretty obvious where it was gonna go i don't know i thought it was all right i would have obviously stream it Ah. Uh, you're right. I would never go to a theater and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, stream it is. So we have two don't watches in the stream. Good for you, Paul. I, I don't don't watch many things. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> have I ever rated anything? Don't watch. I don't, I'll have to go back and check the stats, uh, <laughs> the archives. <laughs> it's got to be something. <laughs> anything less than second run is an absolute thumbs down from Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and anything more than a second run is a go see it right now. <laughs> Drop everything. <laughs> All right. Well, that was I O. Okay. Let's move into Overlord. Now I hate to do this, Joe, because I I just saw it at the last minute uh but i had you actually uh get all this ever all the uh details about it and you have laryngitis but by all means <laughs> tell us what Fantastic. you uh, tell us everything about overlord we will power through this <clears throat> um it was overlord it was released november 9th of 18 109 minutes uh starring giovanna depo wyatt russell and matilde uh matilda olivier <clears throat> saying that's my echo dot kicking in <laughs> oh nice um, had a budget of 38 million us gross of 21.7 million so not a good sign uh rotten tomatoes critics gave it 80 percent the audience gave it 72 um couple little things uh movie featured practical effects rather than standard cgi that most movies use it was done to get a better reaction from the actors when the scenes were gruesome uh overlord's first sequence which sees soldiers jumping from a burning plane was done by rigging a plane on a gimbal actually blowing up the front tilting it as if it were falling through the air and sending stuntmen tumbling through actual fire wow really 
Yeah, just the scene was awesome. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And and it, it shows. Screw <laughs> CGI. <laughs> Let's see. Um, this was the first bad robot movie to be rated R. Oh, okay. That's the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what robots are in this movie? <laughs> I got you. Oh no, no, the studio bad robot. Um, <laughs> see, one of the stars, Wyatt Russell, is the son of Kurt Russell. Oh, which one was he? He was the second build guy. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure in that ensemble. It wasn't yeah, the black to... dude. <laughs> no, it wasn't the black dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, he was the. I believe he was the. Uh, uh, the, the corporal. Yeah, corporal. The corporal. Okay, I can see that. Corporal, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the uh, description: with only hours until D-Day, a team of American paratroopers drop into Nazi-occupied France, carry out a mission that's crucial to the invasion success. Tasked with destroying a radio transmitter atop a fortified church, the desperate soldiers join forces with a young French villager to penetrate the walls and take down the tower. But in a mysterious Nazi lab underneath the church, the outnumbered GIs come face to face with enemies unlike any the world has ever seen. From producer J.J. Abrams, Overlord is thrilling, pulse-pounding action adventure with a twist. All right. Now, I found the movie really good. Yeah, yeah. Um. From the I was watching from the previews I saw before it, I was like, yeah, I thought it was just going to be a straight up horror movie because the previews made it just look like a horror movie, and it turned out it was a, a it's sci-fi action. It yeah. wasn't even really a horror movie to me at all. It was a sci-fi movie with a lot of action in it. I guess it would be I would say to mix it between Resident Evil and Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So you had this sci-fi war thing going on and this crazy. Nazi war machine monster movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, the, when I saw the previews, I was very mixed about whether or not I even wanted to see this movie. And then one of my friends uh, went to see, actually went to see it, and he said, Oh, it's like a zombie movie. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I do want to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I did go see it. And yeah, I agree. I, I it was really good. I thought I thought it was done really well, and uh, yeah, the character acting, uh, you know, you really cared about the characters, and I, you know, so spoiler alert, I'm not sure if we need to say that, but uh, yeah. at the end of this movie, I okay, I always knew that somebody's taking that serum to, you know, they're gonna take the zombie serum to get superpowers to save the day, essentially, and I kind of th- I I thought it was gonna be that black dude the whole time, mm-hmm. so the fact that it was the corporal. You know, that was a nice twist. Like, oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I thought for sure because really, the black guy was the, the, uh, the moral compass in the whole thing, where he was trying to do by doing right the whole time, instead of trying to do what the mission required. So I thought he would be the one that would take the serum to sacrifice know. himself for yes, the thing. Yes. So the fact that it wasn't him, yeah, you know, it was a, it was a nice, nice thing. You don't often find the moral compass living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the other guy that got shot at the end, who was uh, who bonded with that kid, you know, that was nice to see he made it too, because he got shot. And you're like, oh man, he's dying. Mm. And no, he makes it too, and you know, everyone lives happily ever after uh, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I thought this is one of those like, uh, it was weird. This is like uh, what, what that Tarantino movie where they blow up the the theater and kill Hitler. <laughs> Like an oh, alternate, yes, glorious bastard. Yeah, glorious bastard. Thank you. Yeah, it's like an I alternate. That last night, because I came back from Alita, and I'm like, I love Christoph Waltz. I want to watch more of him. <laughs> yeah, it's like an alternate uh, history type thing. It's like, oh, that's very interesting. Then I thought, because you saw this, then you saw 
the guy that killed Hitler and then big, the Bigfoot. I'm like, wow, a lot of Hitler stuff going in your movie watching, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I didn't even put in. I, I saw there was an actual uh, documentary series on Netflix I watched about the whole concentration camps in Auschwitz as well. Wow. <laughs> Lar- laryngitis is absolute hell. I couldn't talk or work. I'm just like. <laughs> I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't do anything. So I sat for two weeks. Oh, man. <laughs> just watching movies and documentaries. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'd i have to say, let me see. What should I put this as? I'm going to say second run all the way. I, I don't know if I'd give it first. Eh, maybe. Hmm. I went first run with it. You I first? love this movie. The, the problem with this movie, though, is that, that here's why I give, I'd give it second run is, although I enjoyed watching this movie the whole way through and I thought it was really good, I don't know if it's rewatchable. Like, I don't know if I'd want. Like, I, it's not the type of movie that I would probably watch again. If you're gonna watch it, if it came on TV, well, would you go out of your way to see this movie again? Again? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Like, there's a lot of movies that I enjoy and I would watch if, over and over. Yeah, just over and over. This isn't one of them though. Although I really enjoyed it and I liked watching it and it was good. It's just. Now that I kind of, it just kind of plays into the whole Lego movie thing. Now that I kind of know that that universe and what's going on, it's not, you know, it loses some of that appeal. Yeah, it, it, you know, you're rating it Avatar is what you're rating it, huh? <laughs> A great movie to see one time and you'll never ever want to see it again. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's funny. So I think I'm going to stick with the uh, the second run just because it just doesn't have the rewatchability for for me. I agree the rewatchability is not there. I, I'm just going to stick with first run, though. I think it was I, just to watch practical effects again in a movie. Yes. Yeah, that, that, nice. that part I mean, was nice, yes. When they did stunts, it was stuff that a human being could conceivably do. Yes. Right? There was no, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna fall 900 feet, bounce off the sidewalk right into a karate kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. It's just gotten so old with me that, Every time I see CGI on the screen, I pick up my phone. Wow. Well, you're one of those people, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, not in the theater. I mean, if I'm watching at home. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. So there we go. We got a second run from me and a first run from Joe. So overall, I'd say it's a pretty good review. So uh, go out, check it out before it leaves theaters because it's on its way out, I'm sure, any minute now. Next movie we're doing is The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. I am very curious to hear what you have to say. Joe, you're the only one that saw this one, so please, by all means, tell us everything about this movie. <laughs> all right, this one, I just kind of ran into it, and I was like, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. I'm like, my God, this is... And I was like, this is going to be like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I have to go watch this, right? <laughs> Which, that was an excellent movie, too, by the way. Yes, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. <laughs> and did? so, anyway... You did? Yes. What? That's uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, Paul. Whatever. Stop the hate, oh, Paul. Stop the hate. <clears throat> yeah, I'll tell you, Paul's just downer today. He's not a big Abe Lincoln fan. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait till we get. Wait till we get the Lego man movie. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. This this uh, movie's uh, very hard to find much information about. Um, it was a it was released uh two eight nineteen ninety eight minutes long. I can't find any numbers about money or how many theaters are released in or anything about it. Interesting. Um, so uh, Rotten Tomatoes gives it 74. Audience gives it 60. Hmm. Um, let's see. And we'll read their description. It says uh, it follows the epic adventures of an American legend that no one has ever heard of. Since World War II, Calvin Barr has lived with the secret that he was responsible for the assassination of Adolf Hitler. 
Now, decades later, the U.S. government has called on him for a new top-secret mission. Bigfoot has been living deep in the Canadian wilderness and is carrying a deadly plague that is now threatening to spread to the general population. Relying on the same skills that he honed during the war, Kelvin must set out to save the free world yet again. (laughs) And that's just ridiculous and stupid. Oh, so first run. <laughs> <laughs> now well, it, I mean, it was, you, you just read. Isn't that what you expect it to be? Well, no, no, I mean, that's the thing. Once you've accepted that as your premise, right? All right. And just go in with an open mind that, hey, you have something silly going on. Well, plus this movie is surprisingly good. It has uh, what's his face? Sam Elliott. Sam, uh, Sam Elliott, who is fantastic. It's, it's the only actor in the entire movie, but. The man's a, a, a damn national treasure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that alone There's, would get me to at least turn the movie on. Yeah, he does nothing bad, and he was really good. And it was, and it's odd the way they set the movie up. It starts off with him being just a reclusive, old, bitter old man. All right. And they show his life in flashbacks. I mean, his, his life was absolutely destroyed and shattered by World War II. Right, so his life was destroyed, but you don't know the extent of it for a very long time in the movie. It's only shown in little bits of flashbacks. Okay, so it builds up. Yeah, it's it's a very slow build, but you get to learn more about his life, and you know, you know, his life. It, he lost his love. He was sent to war. I mean, it it, it destroyed him. But uh, you know, and it, and you just see it in little flashbacks as it goes on and then you know and then you know he goes and kills the bigfoot which is just fantastic (laughs) i like it's the bigfoot (laughs) yes exactly the bigfoot because apparently there's only one um but but sam elliott has has a throwdown with bigfoot in the canadian rockies or the mountains wonderful so you mentioned that he's the only actor so is this is this basically just follows him in the woods well he's the only real actor or the only one we've heard of Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. There's okay. a whole supporting cast, but oh, I, I got didn't recognize a single name. I mean, they all put in good performances, real good. I don't. Mean well, I heard, I heard, uh, John Claude Van Damme was in the Bigfoot suit. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> but he wanted his face seen, so halfway through yeah. the movie, they had to reshoot it. <laughs> out. They tried to get Seagal, but he couldn't zip it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bigfoot, not Big Belly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now they find out the Bigfoot loses the fight, so Seagal is out. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was it's a character story driven by Sam Elliott, and there is no possible way to ever go wrong doing that. So, do they ever flash back to seeing him kill Hitler? Yes. Ah, oh, nice. Okay. Yes, right. you get this. You get to see how he infiltrates the German army. See, this is what I'm talking about Hitler. with I.O. Like they set up all this stuff and you don't get to really see anything. This is this would be the same thing. Like they set this movie up with the title, He Killed Hitler, and they never actually and show, never him show doing. it. Yeah, like, wait, what? <laughs> and there's no Bigfoot. Yeah, there's no just in the woods the whole time, just looking around, like, wait, what? <laughs> At the very end, there's a scroll. He found him three days later, he killed him. At the end. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, wow. Fantastic. <laughs> all right. Yeah, sounds interesting. So, <laughs> what do you rate this movie? I, I, it's definitely stream this movie. Ah, stream. It, it is worth Indeed. finding. Stream it. Watch it. It is worth several hours of your time just to see Sam Elliott uh, do his thing. Yeah. I, I, have, I have a friend on Facebook um, who, it, so it was sh- this was showing somewhere. Like it was a single showing 
and she went to go see it. She went to dinner and then went to the theater. And here they misprinted the time. Uh, like a, like she went for like a six fifteen showing, and here it was four fifteen, and she missed oh, it. No. Like it was only one showing, and they misprinted the time on whatever she was oh, looking at. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, <laughs> she was very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well there you go. The man who killed Hitler, and then the Bigfoot. All right, let's move on to Cold Pursuit. Joe, all those movies that you went to see with your laryngitis, you did not see Cold Pursuit? I did not. Oh, dude. Liam Neeson. I missed it. I just... Oh, man. All right, let me tell you all about Cold Pursuit. Released February 8th, 2019. Rated R. Runtime, one hour, 59 minutes, starring Liam Neeson and Laura Dern. Description. A snowplow driver seeks revenge against the drug dealers he thinks killed his son based on the 2014 Norwegian film In Order of Disappearance. IMDb gives it a 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it a 74, whereas the audience gives it a 62. Box office opening weekend, U.S. made 11 million. Gross in the U.S. made 15 million as of uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019. I have no numbers on how much the budget was. I'm sure it wasn't too much. So I'm not sure how it's doing. I'm sure it's doing all right. Note, the New York premiere for the movie was canceled after, I, I'm sure you guys heard this, after Neeson, Neeson made controversial remarks in an interview to promote it that he once spent a week looking for a random black man to kill in revenge for the rape of a friend by a black man. Please tell me you guys heard this story. Oh my God, no. Holy cow. Paul, have you heard the story? It was no all, way. all over the place. Are you, are you kidding me? Oh uh, yeah, so he's doing press for this movie where I guess some interviewer so like, because this is like one of his revenge movies. So he's like, she's like, oh, you ever look for revenge? And apparently he went on this <laughs> this story about how one of his friends uh, got raped by a black man. So then for a week, he went walking outside of bars and places that were pr- predominantly black looking for someone to start trouble with so he could beat him up. <laughs> what? Are you insane? That's so weird. Are you serious? I... I'm sure the studio's like, what in the world's going on? You're trying to promote this movie and you're saying shit like that? (laughs) Like, like, you know, Liam, you know, he's, you know, he's a, he's a veteran. You don't think you have to give him talking points, right? (laughs) For these interviews. But now like, like, oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. So they canceled the New York premiere because his stupid statements about, wow. I don't know about him. Now this, now this is interesting. So it took him an entire week to try to find a single black guy, and he couldn't find one. Apparently, he couldn't find one that wanted to pick a fight with him. Well, maybe he's too famous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson has stated this will be his final action movie role. Well, he may have uh, done that by himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to start with wow. Yeah, from yeah. Now his, on. his his statement may have uh, <laughs> helped that out. <laughs> this is a remake of. Kraft den Otten. I can't say it. 2014. Uh, there's a body count associated with this movie. You guys haven't seen the movie, so you wouldn't know. But I will tell you, 25. 25 people get uh, the axe in this movie. So, okay, let me tell you about this movie. That's all the notes I have. <laughs> this movie, this is another one of those movies where I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay. He's uh, a skilled guy. He's going to go kill some people. Revenge, revenge, revenge. But then the... The, the trailer says a quirky or a, a comedy or something I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. So this is a different type of movie for him because he doesn't have any skills in this movie. He is literally a snow truck driver 
<laughs> and anything he knows is based on things he's seen in movies. <laughs> he doesn't actually have <laughs> any skills, but he goes around. Uh, his son gets killed in a drug deal, and he goes around and <laughs> he goes kills all these people. So it's a very quirky and it's a very stylized movie because, like they said, like I said in the notes, where this is a remake of uh, In Order of Disappearance. It's a Norwegian film. This is a very interesting movie because every time somebody dies, you get a title screen with the name of the person and like his whatever his his stats essentially. So if somebody dies, a black screen comes up with his name, da da da, and it does that the entire film. So anytime but something you see happens, Liam Neeson getting experience points as he goes up, <laughs> essentially yes, it's very interesting. It's it's very good too because they don't you don't always know they die. So like the, the one scene where this guy's basically snitching on. Liam kidnapping this drug dealer's son. And he's like, oh, what did what were you promised for uh, this information? He said, $10,000. Then it fades to black, and you see that guy's screen. Like, the drug, basically, a drug dealer just killed the guy instead of paying him. <laughs> it's very interesting. And at the very end of the movie, uh, instead of, I, I don't know, I didn't stay the whole, for the, all the credits, but at the very beginning, you know how they usually have the credits, credits and they scroll up? In this, they had all the actors... Uh, jumbled up on the screen with Liam Neeson in the very middle, the name. So all the names, and in order of their deaths, the uh, the name would kind of just like become dust and blow away. So it just kept going until Liam Neeson was the only name on the screen. So I thought that was that very... That kind of neat. Yeah, that was very interesting. Like, they did a lot of interesting little things that you don't normally see that you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. And like with the names... So now it makes sense why they did the names and everything they did because it's based on this order of disappearance. So... Yeah, the movie was was very very well done. I I enjoyed this movie tremendously. It was not if you're going in thinking it's a Liam Neeson uh, I have skills and I'm going to revenge everybody, it is not that at all. Though he does revenge and he does uh pull off some of his stuff, but he doesn't do it in a very classy way. <laughs> like the one scene that uh, he's beating up this one uh this one drug dealer guy and he's literally next to him uh, in front of his plow, like huffing and puffing because he's out of energy. And the drug dealer's like, what, you out of energy, old man? And they start laughing because he, he was. He just couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't literally beat this guy up anymore because he's just too winded. <laughs> but I, I liked it. I thought it was a nice change because, you know, he's done a lot of the takens and the uh, whatever else there are. You've seen him do that. Yeah, it's, it's been done. So this is nice that he's essentially doing the same thing but in a different way he's getting the job done in a completely different way and it actually seemed plausible because you wouldn't think because i'm sure joe you're thinking wait a second this snow plow guy is taking out the mafia <laughs> on his own and he has no skills or anything but actually the, the way they present it it is possible or it yeah. seemed it seemed possible because he's going to lose his first fist fight and get killed by these dudes. <laughs> yeah, you'd think, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. But the, the way they set it up and the way it happens, uh, it, it, I, you know, it was, it was for the movie, when you're watching it, it was realistic. Like, it, you weren't like, oh, well, this is dumb. It, it's like, it, it felt, it felt right. So <laughs> I, I thought it was, uh, it was really well done. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this one, I would watch again. And I will watch again at some point. And uh, so I give this one, uh, I, but still, I'm going to give it a second run because, like I said, it is a quirky, it's a stylized, like, uh, I would say it's an artsy movie in any way, but it's it's not your typical Liam Neeson uh, vehicle, if you were. 
<laughs> not that you're going to get that anymore. It's his final, his final film. <laughs> well, action role, I guess he says. Yes. Wow, maybe his final film if he keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Wow, Liam, take <laughs> talking points and don't uh, don't veer away from those. Jeez. Can you imagine being the interviewer, that person who just threw out that softball question, and then he gave that answer? You're like, holy cow, did he really say that? <laughs> like, uh, we gotta go. Am Cut I? The <laughs> out. Am I being punked? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I say second run all the way. Uh, it was good. All right, well, that is all our leading up movies, so let's get right into it. And now, our feature presentation. All right, we are talking The Lego Movie 2, the second part. Tagline. I love this tagline. You ready for this tagline, Joe? You're going to like this. All right. They come in pieces. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is. (laughs) I like it. Released February 8th, 2019. Director Mike Mitchell. He has done such movies as the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chip Direct, Shrek Forever After, and guess what? Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy is a tour de force. <laughs> what in the world kind of resume is that? <laughs> Very interesting. Rating is PG. Runtime, one hour, 47 minutes. Starring Chris Pratt, Elizabeth Banks, and Will Arnett. Description. It's been five years since everything was awesome, and the citizens are facing a huge new threat. Lego Duplo invaders from outer space, wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild. IMDb gives a 7.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 85 out of 100. The critics give it 85 out of 100. And the audience gives us 79 out of 100. Box office budget, $100 million. Opening weekend was $34 million. Gross U.S. as of Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2019, is $41 million. Notes. The Lego Movie 2 originally had a release date of May 26, 2017, but was pushed back until 2019 for the spinoff movies. Jason Momoa does the voice for Aquaman. Momoa was portrayed or portrays Aquaman in multiple DC Extended Universe films. So, did you know that was actually him? I had no idea. I would have never guessed. No, awesome. that you'd be able to tell. It's not distinct. His voice isn't distinctive enough to really tell. With the inclusion of his John McClane role in Fox's Die Hard franchise, this is the second. This is the second that Bruce Willis's role is acted outside the franchise. First is the mobile game, Family Guy: The Quest for Stuff. So there you go. I let me tell you something. Personally, this movie I saw the trailers for. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is like a movie. All right. I wasn't too psyched about seeing it. Then I saw the one trailer where they had Bruce in the uh, the vent system. I was like, oh, I'm in. I gotta see this movie. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. I love it. Oh. All right. Uh, Rex Danger Vest's voice, Chris Pratt in his dual role, sounds remarkably similar to and heavily based upon the speech patterns of actor Kurt Russell. Russell previously played Ego, Ego, the planet, the living planet, the living planet of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two with Pratt. Now, the whole time he did that voice, I 100% thought that was um, Jack Burton. Yeah, I thought it was, too. I thought they got Kurt Russell for it. I, I thought he was doing a Jack Burton impersonation. Because I'm like, the whole time he does that voice, like, like, oh, my God, he's doing... So it's interesting that he said 
it's stylized after <laughs> Kurt Russell, who is obviously Jack Burton. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> so interesting. So it kept the whole time the movie, I'm like, wow, that is like Jack. Like everything he said was the way Jack Burton would have said it. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> that really was awesome. All right, so that was all my notes. Um, I guess I'll go first with my uh, thoughts. Now, like I said before, the first Lego movie was charming because you didn't understand the relationship of the Legos to the real, quote-unquote, world. Like, when they revealed that, you know, everything, like the crackle and all that stuff, and, you know, you know all that's like the... You know, it, they're interacting with actual real people. You know, so that part of the charm is lost because you already know all that going into the second one. Like you understand the relationship of the whole universe and you know what they're doing. So with that already being known, it loses some of its charm. It just isn't quite as uh, interesting or you don't get to like the, Ooh, well that's an interesting thing. So I don't know. I, like I said, I was in the theater by myself and I'll be honest with you. The first, first 10 minutes of the movie, I found myself dozing off uh, two times, <laughs> which is not a good sign. Because it was 4 p.m. The beginning in this movie is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I, I just was, I was like, what? No, I did like the fact that it kind of, like, just ke- kind of kept going from the end of the first one. Like, that scene just continued onward. Like, they continued that scene, and then it, like, cut to the five years or whatever, blah, blah. I mean, it was all right. I mean, I, I, I can't say anything bad about the movie. The, the beginning was a little slow. And, I mean, if you look at the first one and the second one, and you take out any surprise factor or... Or, 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 I don't know. I it's it's okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I really liked Bruce Willis and John McClane being in it. I thought it was funny. They, ha- they I had a bunch of little like little comments and uh, things in the movie that were uh, pretty funny too about how the uh, what's his <laughs> Rex Danger vest. He's like the he. <laughs> they said basically all of Christopher Platt's all his other roles. Like that's what he was like a space traveler and dinosaur rustler. <laughs> so that was interesting. So they, they said a bunch of interesting, funny little things that you, you know, some people may not get, but it, I don't know. I say this is a second run movie at best, maybe stream, but I'll go second run just because if, if you're a kid I don't, and you like the first one, I think you would like this. I mean, there's no reason why you wouldn't like the second one. I wouldn't think unless I'm missing something. It's just for me, it just, it, the charm was lost. I think the problem is there's nothing good about it. <laughs> wow. I mean, no, yeah. I mean, the first one was this great, wonderful thing. I mean, I still sing everything is awesome occasionally. Mm. Right. I mean, it's so catchy and it's just, and it was just fun and there was no fun. I mean, the Bruce Willis thing and the whole Jack Burton thing. And, you know, there's just these little things, but the only good things about this movie are callbacks to other movies. Uh, no, and I did like the fact that, um, uh, the girl intro the his girlfriend like she actually is like has the pink hair and it turns out she was one of the original singers of everything is awesome at the end like that was the reveal like oh okay i thought that was uh that was nice uh-huh. <laughs> and the ending credit song you get you stay for that that was really good that was funny no i pretty much i was like i'm credits i'm out of here <laughs> it was I, I just there was nothing it had nothing of its own that was good uh I mean, every everything interesting or mildly good about it was a callback to some other movies work there was nothing in this movie itself that was okay yeah and how dare you use maya rudolph and use her for that that's it that's all that's all you get right right well i mean uh she, she's a national treasure i think but 
Wow. Uh, uh, they, you, you didn't never saw uh, what's his face. You only heard his voice. Uh, yeah, he got to phone it in. Yeah. Good, good choice. What the heck's his name? Uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just it, it was it had it had nothing. It wasn't its own movie. It was just callbacks to other stuff. I mean, it was just I say see it on TV. I can't think of a wow, reason to go TV. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even flip to Netflix to watch this one. Wow. Okay. If you accidentally run into it, sure. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. TV. All right. Well, Paul, what say you? Uh, I, I had a hard time keeping awake. I really did. Um, you're right. The end, it got a little better. It's the same schmaltzy bullshit that you got in the first movie, um, <laughs> which I guess is what you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there was something about it. It wasn't. It was. It wasn't nearly as good. And I'm not as much of a fanboy of the first one as, as you two. But I. So maybe that's why it was even less impressive to me. It had a few funny parts. The the, the Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm bald. Does that make me Bruce Willis? That was cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it just wasn't all. It, it was sort of very, just typical schmaltzy stuff. Stuff. And so I would probably say I'd say stream because I'm I'm very you know. Oh yeah yeah. So, yeah, I'd stream it, I guess. But. Oh, so Most I of us positive of all of us. I, I, yeah, I gave it second run, so. Oh, and I mean generally. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm starting to rethink my, my rating. <laughs> <laughs> I pray, I'm going to defend my rating because if you enjoy the first one, you're going to enjoy this one, right? I mean, it's it, it's not it's not as good. And like I said, it loses some I of its shine. I think that's the point. You, you saw the first one, and you you have some level of expectation, and it's completely dropped. Well, the, the story... I wanted another jingle to sing on the way home, other than everything is awesome. And I just yeah, got... Yeah, no, they, yeah, they didn't. They failed like, there, yes. There was nothing new. It was just recycled stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's valid. But still. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So that is the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Uh, yeah, it, it didn't do as well in the, as a, in the box office as they had projected. So we'll see what happens, uh, long-term if there will be a three, the spinoffs, I think did pretty well. So, uh, we'll have to see what happens with that, but I think that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again to Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. (laughs) 